0: and the planet just a little more. Hi, everyone! Thank you for tuning into episode 13 of Air and Earth podcast. In today's episode, I talk with my friend Jo Liz Ray about living compassionately. We talk about everything from loving ourselves through mental health and. Loving our bodies no matter what society tells us our bodies should look like, along with other forms of self love. We talk about healing. We talk about how to compassionately deal with judgment and unkind words from other people. We also talk about toxic and abusive relationships and motherhood. She's an incredible person, and her story is so powerful, and this is such a great conversation. If you enjoy this conversation, please do me a favor and leave a review. If you're listening on iTunes, rate and leave a review. That would be so helpful. Also, let your friends know if you found this conversation helpful. And share on your Instagram story. I love seeing you all sharing about the podcast and your stories. I also love resharing your stories. So yeah, share it up if you found this helpful before we dive into the interview i want to let you know that if you are someone who is having trouble with stress or anxiety or finding clarity or a sense of purpose and excitement in your life that i have some resources that will be helpful for you those are things that i used to struggle with a lot Until I started meditation and journaling and those were the two most powerful things that really helped shift my life into one where I felt clarity and excitement and ease and I now know how to handle stress better. So if you're interested in learning about meditation, I have a guided meditation album with 12 different guided meditations on a variety of different topics from everything having to do with stepping into your power to being present to releasing anxiety and much more. That album also comes with a PDF guide on how to establish a practice of meditation, different forms of meditation, and what the benefits of meditation are. If you want to take it a step further, I have a 12-day program that uses that guided meditation. So it comes with the guided meditations, but it also has journaling prompts and written readings and activities that you can do that will help you use the meditation practice in an even deeper way so really internalizing the practice and really putting it to use in your life and taking that reflection one step further through journaling and reading and learning over the course of 12 days so that is called the growth guide both of those are available on my website and if you're listening in I have a discount code for you you can get 10% off by using the code podcast10 p o d c a s t 10 And the link is down below to check out those resources. I also want to let you know that I have two events coming up. If you are in New York City or in the New York City area on April 6th, that's a Saturday, I'm going to be teaching a workshop on worthiness. I have information on my website, so I have the link down below I would love to meet you there if you're in the area. It's going to be an incredible workshop where we're going to be having physical asana practice to get to get tapped into our body. We're going to be guided through a meditation that has all different aspects of building up to feeling worthy for all the things that we want to do and have and be in our lives, as well as guided journaling and a sharing circle. It's going to be an awesome event and I would love to see you there. Also, my friend Michaela and I, who were she was on the last podcast episode, we are hosting a retreat together in Iceland. It's gonna be so beautiful and we would love to have you. More information is below. If you sign up by March 28th, you can get the early bird discount. So check that out. Okay, now let's dive into the interview with Joe Liz Ray. Hi, Joe. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited to talk to you today. I'm so
1: excited to talk to you today.
0: So I'm just going to dive into the first question. So you are really open on Instagram with sharing pieces of your story that are sometimes difficult to talk about. And because they're difficult to talk about, they're really inspirational for people who are going through the same thing. So like things like mental health and learning to love our bodies and learning to love ourselves. And I'm just wondering, how did you come to this place where you were open to sharing that with, with, you have over 150,000 people watching you on Instagram. How did you come to that place where you were open to sharing and inspiring other people?
1: When I first started my Instagram account, it was to keep myself accountable because I was like a two weeker and quit. Like, I would start something, and then two weeks in, I'm like, okay, I'm a master. I'm done. Like, I'm good. And so I started to be accountable, and, like, my mom followed me and, like, one or two other people, and I thought that that was just amazing. And then I started really noticing things that weren't right with myself necessarily. Like, I was not really aware of what mental illness was, but I knew that I was sad in a way that, like, someone shouldn't be sad And when I reached out to find resources and find people to talk about these things, people just weren't having these conversations. And I figured if someone else is out there and they feel alone or they feel different or they feel like they're not included, like I want I wanted a safe space and I want to give that same space to other people like I don't tolerate people. Even when someone attacks me, like I won't tolerate people defending me in a way that attacks someone else. Because I understand that sometimes when you're seeking a safe space, like you're acting out because you want someone to notice. And so I created a safe space because when I needed one, there wasn't one.
0: Oh Wow. Yeah. Can you, can you go back and share a little bit about your, your journey with mental health and what that has looked like for you and how it has transformed over the years?
1: Yeah I I guess my quote unquote journey with mental health and mental illness started when I was in a really destructive relationship. Um, and I'm totally a person that, although this relationship was really toxic, like we were both toxic to each other and I take full responsibility for the things that like I necessarily wasn't the most graceful with. Um, But that relationship was very toxic, and it was very physically violent and sexually violent. And so I, at first, started having body issues with myself. I was never thin enough. He had, like, all these women that he was sleeping with on the side, and they were my friends, and they were these women that were, like, thin and pretty and nice. And I just thought like, well, maybe I'm not thin enough. Maybe I'm not pretty enough. Maybe I'm not like, I thought there were all these things wrong with me in my physical being. And so I started, I would binge and then I would force myself to throw up or I wouldn't eat for days at a time. And then it turned into more of a picking me apart as a person Um, ruining the friendships that I had. There was a point where I didn't speak to my own mother for six months because I wasn't allowed to speak to anyone. And so I became depressed. I didn't have relationships beyond this relationship that was really just toxic and terrible for me. And then when that relationship did finally end, I didn't have those relationships to fall back on. And I felt like I didn't have any support. And so then I turned to drugs and alcohol. I slept on a friend's couch for a couple of months because I didn't have anywhere to go. I dropped out of college and I was homeless. And so it was all these things that kind of just spiraled into this moment where I realized like something's not right and I need to get out of my own way. Because even though I didn't necessarily put myself into the situation, it was now the situation that I had, and that it was my responsibility to make the best of it.
0: So so you got out of that relationship, and do you feel like since then you have been learning more about yourself and more about how to to healthily handle things that come up for you, like depression and anxiety and all of that? Has that, how has that changed?
1: Yeah, I think that in that relationship, because I had no control and I was essentially letting someone else control my decisions for me, I learned a lot about the person I didn't want to be. Um, And since then, in the beginning, I was like a wreck, like I said. Like I was doing... Things horribly. And then one day there was just this moment where I was like, I don't want to be this person anymore. Like, I don't want to wake up on a couch and be hungover and like not know what day it is and not be a productive member of society. And it was just baby steps from there. Like I had some passing relationships that taught me things about myself again, of who I didn't want to be, who I didn't want to be with. And then I found my now partner um, and we were both like coming out of terrible relationships and it really helped us grow as individuals as well as together to basically be like rebuilding ourselves from the ground up. And then I started rebuilding friendships with people and realizing that like maybe I wasn't the best friend and I didn't realize that like my best friend now is similar to myself. She's on her mental health journey and she has bipolar disorder and you know I had that friend and I just didn't realize it at the time and so it's just kind of been these baby steps and I think that that's important for people to realize that like there are days when like I still really struggle with myself. Um ironically, since I talked to you last week and we had to reschedule this, um yesterday was a former like anniversary with that old relationship and like subconsciously I knew that um, and so I started having like these nightmares on like Wednesday and Thursday and I was like what is wrong like why and then I looked at the calendar and realized so I think it's important for people to remember that like it's a daily journey and like just because like you wake up one day and you really struggle and like you might fall back on bad habits or you might like pick up your phone and be that girl that texts her ex. And like, you know, your friends are all like, what is wrong with you? Like, that's okay. It's okay to take a baby step back and then the next day get up and take two steps forward. Cause you're never just going to have a straight journey where every day is a success because there's no real growth in that. And there's no real learning. Like I, developed some habits that I thought were healthy and got knocked down again and realized maybe they weren't that healthy and chose an even healthier path for me. So it's okay to, like, have good days and bad days. And the bad days don't have to define the fact that, you know, maybe you're depressed one day. And that doesn't mean that you're going to be depressed on Wednesday and Thursday. It just means that on Tuesday you're depressed and you start over again on Wednesday.
0: Hmm. I love that reminder reminder. of having compassion for yourself when you're in... That low place. low place. I feel like that's something yeah. that happens to people a lot when they first start getting better. It's like they get better, they get better, they get better, and then they kind of slide back again and they're like, now yeah, you're like no this high water. of like, yeah. yeah, like
1: you get on that euphoric high of like, nothing can stop me. And it's super easy to be compassionate to others. Because, well, not on social media, but <laughs> in general, <laughs> the rule is when you're a child, you're taught to be kind and to be compassionate to other people, but no one really teaches you or tells you what it's like to be kind and compassionate to yourself and how important that is because like when you're mean and cruel and nasty to yourself that tends to be how you are to other people.
0: So what what do you do on those bad days where you're you are feeling not so good and how do you remind yourself to be kind to yourself even though you don't feel like it, even though you feel bad?
1: Um for me, it's really important to, first of all, acknowledge the fact that I'm being mean to myself or that my behavior is not kind or compassionate. Just like I am, like sometimes I get frustrated with my child. Like, it's really hard to be mentally unwell and be a mother. It's very challenging. And so it's just reminding myself that, A, my feelings are valid. Your feelings are always valid. If someone hurt you, And they say, you don't have a right to be hurt. They're wrong. Your feelings are always valid. So remind yourself that your feelings are valid. Remind yourself that while your feelings are valid, your actions may not necessarily be the healthiest for you. And then reflect on what has helped you in the past get over these things. So when I, like last week, I was really depressed. And I thought about what has helped me in the past. So I reached out to the people who have supported me in the past, who have been non-judgmental when I've been depressed. And I've made extra time for myself. It's not like this big grandiose. Like my idea of self-care is not going to the spa and spending a bunch of money like some other people do. My idea of self-care is like five minutes of being alone like when I get to pee by myself (laughs) it's like the greatest thing you know like it's motherhood right (laughs) yes it's just small things like I think that that's a big stigma especially when you look at like mental health through social media is we tend to share these moments that are big and grandiose and amazing and that's wonderful like we should all have these big moments that are like you know cloud nine moments but then it's also important like if you took a bubble bath and had a glass of wine and like no one bothered you for 10 minutes Instagram that because someone somewhere is like dying to have yeah. that moment yeah or like you go and like yesterday I was at Target and I went to check out and I bought myself like a little pack of like gummies and it was like I sat in my car by myself and ate those gummies and didn't share a, a one with anyone <laughs> It was like these gummies were like the best part of my day and that's amazing and like that should be what we're sharing also. Like you don't have to wait and share these big moments because someone out there wants those gummies in the Target parking lot and they want to pee by themselves and like they want their dog to not poop on the carpet. Like share those.
0: It's the little things, honestly. Like if we're always waiting for like, okay, I'm taking this vacation this year or like you know, waiting for the weekend or something, but if we can celebrate, you know, having a couple gummies in the parking lot of Target or whatever the little things, that's where we can build up and be like, okay, my life is good.
1: Yes, always find one thing. There's always one thing In your day or in an individual experience that is good. And sometimes it's hard to see it, but if you sit there and you think about it, you can find that one thing. There's always something that was good in every situation, no matter how bad the
0: overall experience was. That's true. That's so true, as long as we're always looking for it. So I wanna backtrack for a second. And there's, you know, a lot of people have experiences going through toxic relationships um and I was wondering if you would talk about what would you suggest to someone who feels like they are in that stuck place and how can they build up the self-worth to say I don't need this relationship I'm better off without it I'm going to focus on taking care of myself, I'm going to focus on growing, and I'm going to not fall for this fear trap anymore.
1: Um, Always trust your own instincts and your own intuition. I think that when you talk about abusive and toxic relationships, it's very unique to the individual and the relationship at hand like I was very young when I was in a toxic relationship and I'm thankful and not thankful that growing up I didn't know what domestic violence was like I wasn't taught these things because they weren't prevalent like they are now and so I wasn't aware at first that these little things weren't little things Um, and so first of all like be again compassionate and kind to yourself. Um, don't be hard on yourself. Like it's easy to be an outsider and look in and be like, you should just leave, but that's not necessarily the case because some people like you have to factor like your livelihood, where do you live? Like I was fortunate. I lived on a friend's couch. They opened up their home to me. And that's something that a lot of people don't have or people have children. And, you know, there's this big picture thing. So don't be hard on yourself if you're not just quick to – because I went back to that relationship. Mm. We broke up once and I went back to it. And there was just this moment where, like, we were arguing and it was just like I'm done. Like I'm just done. Like I was just tired in a place where I'd never been tired before physically, mentally, emotionally, I was just done. And it you just have to get to that point where you're just done. Um and just make sure that you surround yourself with people who support you. I think that that's the number one thing is that you can't expect to be strong all on your own all the time. Like we want to sit here and say, "Oh, I did it all on my own." And I I did not do it all on my own. Um you know, and I remember a couple years after that relationship ended, I was in Charlotte because I had gone back to school, and I was having lunch with my mother on one of her visits, and she looked across the table at me, and she had read either a Facebook or an Instagram post that I'd written, I'm gonna cry, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was about that relationship, and I never knew, well, I my mother had been married before. And she just said that it wasn't a good relationship. And they would have eventually gotten divorced had he not passed away, but no other details. And she asked me, like, is that what happened? And I said, yes. And she broke my heart because she was like, I wish that I had told you about my relationship, because then maybe you would have been smart enough to know that your relationship wasn't healthy. And I think that that's Really what motivates me to talk about these things is because I didn't know that this relationship was not healthy. And there are people out there that don't know that. They don't know that people should not be calling you a whore or that the person that loves you shouldn't be sleeping with your friends and then telling you that it's your fault. They shouldn't be punching you. They shouldn't drag you around by your hair. Um, You know, and that's a huge thing is just when these things happen, like, it's easy to shame yourself, and it's easy to feel ashamed, um, but there's someone else out there that is struggling with that same thing. There's someone that's going through that same situation, um, and your shame can help them not feel shame. Like, there are days when I still, like, I am ashamed of myself sometimes, because I'm like, how could I have been so, like, misguided, and how could I have not known better, but I didn't, and that's just a simple fact, and there's other people out there that you know, they don't understand that what they're doing to their body is unhealthy or that their relationship is unhealthy um, and sharing our struggles. Even if you don't know it, like there's someone that's reading your struggle and they're probably crying on their bed thinking that's me now, but look at where this person is. That could be me in five years or 10 years or two days.
0: Hmm. Yeah. What you shared definitely resonates with a lot of people that's clear you know I see people following you and commenting on your stuff and saying like I've been through this too thank you so much for for sharing this and and realizing that they're not alone and that's one of the incredible sides of social media is having that community where we feel like we're alone and but I'm wondering about the other side of it too. Do you do you feel that sharing on social media, so like writing, and I'm sure people message you or send you emails and say, "I've you know what you shared today. Thank you for this." And does that? How does that help you? Has that helped you process, or also not feel alone? Um. Yeah, it's helped me not feel
1: alone. When I first started sharing, I think that I probably got more negativity than positivity. Um, And especially like when it comes to body shaming, I think that when people started pointing out the fact that I had gained weight and then I had gotten heavier after having a child, which first of all, do better. Like not every woman bounces right back from a child and like, it's fine. Um, But I definitely got more negativity, um, more like you're fat, you're a cow, you're a pig, you're gross, whatever. um, Until I started building a community where it wasn't tolerated. Um, And I started connecting with other, other women and other people who felt the same way as me or who didn't have a traditional yoga body but wanted to practice yoga and they read my story about the first time I went to a yoga class and they felt connected to it um so now I get way more positive things and it does help me feel less alone and it reminds me like I think it's important to remember where you came from um especially because we do all have bad days where we backtrack. And I think it's important to be reminded that I'm not the girl that went to the yoga studio and left crying because someone said I was too fat to be there. Um, so those messages and comments remind me of where I have come from and they've, they help me to better respond to people, um, You know, it's easy to say, oh, well, you can do this because I did it. But that's not necessarily true because my journey is not someone else's journey. And the path I chose isn't going to be the path that everybody chooses. But it does remind me that we do have a choice and that we do decide to get out of our own way or stay where we are. We do decide to better ourselves or stay how we are. Um, So the positivity definitely less alone, more positive. Um, When I do have like really bad days, I'll go back and read some of the messages and it does help me understand the importance of I really try to respond to everyone. It's hard because I try to limit my time on social media as well because I do have a family and I do work, but I do try to respond to everyone and acknowledge that like I see you I hear you like I understand you're not alone like you can reach out to me anytime um and so it reminds me that like that is important to people that people do care and it is important to be seen and heard
0: so you just said that you created a community where you kind of created this boundary of saying okay this behavior isn't tolerated this you saying these things isn't tolerated tolerated how how did that come about for you how did you set those boundaries and then how do you how do you deal with with criticism and with meanness that comes up I've seen sometimes you you share that people will say hurtful things to you and it's really incredible how you and i know that it takes processing to get to this point but you are so compassionate with people and even people who have said horrible things to you you're like so incredibly compassionate with them and i'm wondering how how did you how do you how do you get to that place
1: i was not always compassionate towards other people I was really cruel when I was younger and maybe not really cruel but I was not the most welcoming person I was not always the nicest person and I remember like in middle school this girl was just so horrible to me and I thought like is this how I have made other people feel and fast forward to a couple years ago and I posted this photo and I love this photo like it was just like I thought I was, like, I felt beautiful and inspired and empowered and all these things. And this girl left a comment, and all it said was fat. And I remember, like, okay, to each their own. But then people started to attack them, and I went on their page, and I realized that their profile said they were, like, 14 or 15. So here we are, a bunch of grown women attacking a child Maybe they didn't know, but it was just, like, this idea of, like, an eye for an eye. Like, I just don't believe, like, we should be compassionate towards other people in hopes that they should be compassionate to themselves. And also understand that, like, people criticize me, and that's great. Like, from criticism and differences of opinion, like, we learn a lot, and I'm seeing life from someone else's viewpoint. Like, we're both... Young white females living in America, but we come from very different places, and your view of life is not the same as mine. So, when we disagree and give criticism, like it's coming from a place that I would never understand otherwise. But there is a very big difference between criticizing someone mm, and being cruel. True.
0: So, you could say, you know, like,
1: I think that your habits might be unhealthy, and I hope that you you know, are doing what's best for you as opposed to, dang, Joe, you got really fat and obviously you're lazy. You know, there's a big difference. You have to set those boundaries. And I always try to approach people about things before I just like outright I'm done. But like you 100%, like this is your space. Block Mm. people it's fine. Like, don't sit here and like, let people on this weird blog say that you can't block people or else you're, you know, entitled or like you live in the alternate universe and you don't live in the real world. If someone's mean to you, you do not have to tolerate that. If someone is on your page just to pick you apart, you do not have to tolerate that. If they're not bringing and contributing anything positive to your life or your community or your space, they don't need to be there. Like, I protect my space for myself as much as I do other people because there are people on there that comment like, oh, I shed this post to my eight-year-old daughter because she struggles with her weight, this, that, and the other. Well, that eight-year-old little girl doesn't need to see some dude probably sitting in his mom's basement saying that I'm a fat pig and this, that, and the other because then she's thinking, oh, well, I have that same body, so I'm a fat pig. And so now you have a girl who is growing up and she's in a very vulnerable place in her life. And, like, those words will stick with you for a very long time. Like, I am old enough now to where I just don't care. Like, whatever. You think I'm fat? That's fine. Like, that's on you. That has nothing to do with me. Like, I'm going to sit over here and eat my lunch and have a good day. Whereas when you have young people who are influential and who haven't lived life like me and you have and haven't had these life experiences – Those words can stick with someone and you can alter someone's entire life path with one single word. You can call someone fat one time and that's all they will ever think about themselves again. Or you can sit there and tell someone that they're smart, that they're worthy, that they matter, and they will carry that with them and they will know that they are smart, that they matter, that they hold worth. And so that's like a big thing for me is if you're not positively influencing and dropping those little ripples of positivity then you can take your negativity to another pond or another ocean or whatever and like I just there's no space for it and you shouldn't have to like there's nothing that says that you have to hold space for people who aren't holding space for you so
0: true I also used to be I was a little jerk (laughs) growing up but like who doesn't have that phase you know what I mean like Like, who doesn't now we just have the internet so like kids can take all of their angst and like put it on you know someone else and they'll grow up and look back and be like oh my god I was being a little shit or you know some of them don't some of them go through (laughs) you know even more terrible experiences and just get meaner and like have you ever had a case where I haven't had this personally happen, um, but there's there's a woman who I, I follow, and she's talked about before where she has, someone has said something mean to her, and they were not expecting it, and she, like, turned around and was like, hey, you good? <laughs> What's going, like what's going on like you said, are, you, are you okay and they're like I'm yeah. so sorry like have, has, have you ever had anything like that happen where someone's been like
1: dang yeah like I think that sometimes people just act out because they're in like a like I'm notorious in my home for like if I lock myself in the bathroom y'all better leave and like in two minutes I'll be fine but if you knock on that door like game over you're on your own um and so I'm very well aware of when I'm being pushed to that limit where like you could be like oh hi Joe. you look nice <laughs> shut up Melissa I'm not having it you know and like, we all have those moments and we all have those days and some people like they act those out and they don't like I lock myself in the bathroom and I cry for 30 seconds and then I'm like okay get it together you have things to do and this is not that important and whatever pushed me there was not that important. Like, the other day I legit was crying over a bowl of soup. <laughs> <That's> um, <laughs> so I was like, yes, food. Um, but, yeah, and – I always, again, try to be kind and I'm like, okay, well, I hope your day gets better. Or like a lot of times, especially on social media, again, people are coming from different places in life. So like one time someone was body shaming me hard, hard. And then I looked on their page and they're from like another country. And in that country, like body standards are very different. And body shaming is very prevalent and that's the way that they were raised and while I don't tolerate that I have to be understanding of the fact that I can't control how other people were raised and the culture that they come from and the space that they come from and what they've been taught because it's very hard when you've been taught something your whole life to then as adults unlearn that understand that it's not productive or that it's not healthy and then relearn something new that's a very hard thing to do even if you know like doing drugs like I knew it was bad but I did it and then when it was time to break that cycle it was very very hard and now like I live a very sober life because there's a very fine line and it's very easy to like I don't drink I I don't do anything because I know that it takes one bad day and the right circumstances to put you back a hundred steps so it's very important again to just like it's so easy to just be kind to people like I can't even imagine how much time and energy like when someone writes out a long response to me and it's mean I just think of all the things I could have done in that time like I could have given my kid an extra kiss goodnight or I could have sent a random like I really like sending random text messages to people on like a Wednesday and I'm like you have the best day ever you know because I just think that's like yeah I think that that's so important to like have that like moment because you never know what people are going through and it's just like there are so many more productive ways to spend your time. So if you can just take two seconds and be like, hey, I hope you're okay. Like, here's a hug. I see you. That five seconds, like, you made that person think. And maybe they'll go be cruel to the next person, but you still made them think. They thought about that situation for at least a second.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so sweet. I just really admire how kind you are, honestly. Like, that's that's one of the things I love about you so much. That's great. Okay. So, so I'm sure a lot of people who are listening in know you, but if you don't, Jo is, she's an incredible force for, for the message of loving your body. And That's something that so many women struggle with. Men struggle with it, too. Um, but, you know, for women, we've been told forever, and it's always changing, too. Like, one, one decade, it's, like, you need to have, like, big breasts exactly. yes. and, like, yes. this yes. curvy figure. And then the next decade, it's, like, stick thin, six feet tall. And then the next decade, it's, like, thin eyebrows. And then the next decade, it's, like, bushy eyebrows. And so it's, like, we're pressured to to, like, okay, Here's, like, plastic surgery and, you know, like, buying tons of products and, and you know, heat on our hair and, like, all of this stuff, which is, you know, all that's fine and it's fun. Like, I love, you know, getting dressed up and doing all this stuff. It's all fun. But, yeah. yeah. But it should be a toy. It should be so your personal, how, yeah. How did you get to this place where you are really – Accepting of your body and loving of your body, even though it may not fit in with what like society you know like the this idea that we have to have ex- like be six feet tall and s- slim or whatever to be you know how did, how did you come to that there were. I have siblings, and they're
1: all very tall, very thin, blue eyes, porcelain skin. My brother has this hair that, like, I would kill for. It's, like, long and thick and, like, those big loose curls that, like, you go to the salon to get, you know? And it was hard growing up with siblings like that because I just genetically have never been that thin I'm very short like I think that's funny because social media is kind of like misleading like I'm very short in person
0: oh I'm (laughs) 5'2 you never know
1: (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so and then it was just kind of like I realized one day that there are things that I just can't change about myself I can't change my genetics I can't change how tall I am and like you can go and dye your hair and put on makeup and that's fine if that's your choice and you're doing that to make you happy but there comes a point where like I'm just not going to do things to please other people because at the end of the day there's always going to be someone out there that doesn't like you there's always going to be someone out there that thinks you're too thin or too heavy or too short or too tall or too whatever and you're the one person who can and should love you at every stage at every time in your life. And so now I'm just like, eh, I don't wear makeup. I don't do like every now and then I'll dye my hair. If like my friends in cosmetology school and like they need credit to graduate or whatever, but like that's just not my thing. And so I'm really just about embracing who I am. And ironically last night, my partner and I were laying in bed and he made a comment about how like men perpetuate these ideas of like women's bodies. And I was like, that's true. But also I find that I'm when other women tell me how I should be, it affects me more than when men tell me how I should be. Cause I understand That it's like hard, like I can't necessarily always understand where my partner's coming from because I'm not a man and, you know, but like I, there's just something that just breaks my heart when it's women attacking other women. Like the last thing that we need Because we've all been there. We've all been the 13-year-old pimple-faced braces. You know, like we've all – and like you said, we've all wanted bigger boobs or a smaller waist. And we've all considered, like, cosmetic procedures or whatever. And so there's just this place in me that every time I see, like, a woman telling another woman that she's not good enough because of her body, I, like, die a little bit inside. Because I'm just like, we have to do better or else, like, what motivation is there for the other gender to do better? Like, they're like, you guys are attacking each other. So like, isn't that like free game, which it isn't. And that's not right. But like, I can see where they're coming from. Like, we attack each other. So we open the door. And like, you know, I see people on websites, and they're, picking apart influencers and making fun of them. And like, sometimes you're like, Oh, but I'm just saying this sarcastically. But when you put something out there into a space like social media, that's like open for interpretation. First of all, people sometimes are lazy and they won't read your whole caption to know that it's a joke or it's not true. But even in sarcasm, you're opening the door that that's acceptable when it's not like, I see people joke around about like, body shaming and this that and the other and they say oh this is just a joke but you just open the door to be body shamed like for everyone to body shame so you know be careful the doors that you open that's why like I always try to think before I react to people or think before I react to myself and make bad choices because I have to live with those choices and I also have to live with the ripples that that creates even though that wasn't my intention our intention and what actually happens can totally be two different things and you're still responsible for what happens whether that was necessarily your plan or your intention or not
0: did motherhood change the way you feel about your body
1: motherhood has probably changed the way that I feel Just about talk, that's everything the that's um, the new
0: question <laughs> <laughs> yes I
1: have posted about this in the past like motherhood has made me like first of all I'm a wreck <laughs> and I'm very open about that like I'm a wreck my life is a mess. it's fine this is fine everything's that's my fine mantra. everything's um, fine like everything's fine and yeah, then I die like, my house looks like shit. Yeah, my house looks like shit. My car looks like shit. My hair looks like shit. But it's fine. Like, um yes, 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 yes. I... It is amazing to think about the fact that I literally love this person so much. Like, I would literally die for my child. And I grew him. How amazing is that? Like, I literally said like without me I'm like without me you wouldn't exist like you know and that is so incredible and that's what really gets me is like when men like body shame like oh you didn't lose the baby but first of all you wouldn't exist if your mother hadn't have carried and birthed you but it's just like I brought forth this child and my body did that in all of its stretch marks, and scars, and cellulite, like, I literally brought life with this body, and so for me, like, that is such a beautiful thing, how can I hate my body for all of the incredible things that it's given me, and all of the incredible experiences that I've had with it, and sure, there are times where I'm like, lose that five more pounds or you know like the post they made the other day like it's so easy to be misled by social media you can take the same body mm-hmm. and photoshop one half of it and it looks like a completely different person and like you are comparing your body to someone who has chosen to photoshop and airbrush and like that's their choice to make and that's fine but it doesn't mean that they don't still have cellulite. And, like, I don't know who's out here telling people don't have cellulite because, like, we all have it. It's fine. And, like, motherhood just brings on this whole new, like, a deepness of self-care and understanding of how important it is for self-care. Like, before I had a child, I was, like constantly going and I didn't understand how important it was to care for myself. And, you know, it wasn't as prevalent because I didn't need that space and I didn't need to hold that space for myself. And then having a child, it's like, I've never been this tired, but I've also never been this happy and I've never been this in love, but I've never also been so anxious and scared and unsure. But on the same hand, like powerful and sure, like it's a very emotional Like, I've never loved myself as much as I do now. And I've also never, like, questioned myself and been so unsure as I am now. Because I understand. It's like a deeper understanding of, again, those ripples that recreate. Because now I'm seeing directly how my choices impact someone else. Like, my choices directly impact someone who depends on me. Um, and so it just shows me more like even with a son, like if I don't love my body, like he sees that. When I'm anxious, he gets anxious and I see that. And so it pushes me to be better even when I don't feel like being better for myself, for him. So it's oh. just like
0: I love him. Oh. And I love that so much. I like motherhood. So much and first of all pregnancy like before you even reach the point of the child being like in your arms blows my mind like you're saying like you literally grow a human in your body
1: yeah it's ama- like I first of all I had a child out of wedlock and in the south that is like Salem witchcraft that up because no no
0: too.
1: yeah <laughs> so I had a child out of wedlock and at the time my now husband and I like we worked like minimum wage jobs and we didn't have shit and we lived in this crappy apartment and like we couldn't afford anything and I remember I went on vacation with my mother right after my son was born and I had like two dollars in my bank account like that's it And yet, like, here we are. Motherhood makes you strong and, you know, like, it just changes so many things about the way you see yourself, the way you see life, your priorities, the way that you see other people. And again, like, I try to be super kind to other people because I know that my child is watching. Like, your children see everything that you do. They can feel your energy. They know when you're upset, when you're sad, when you're angry. They see what you're doing. And don't sit here with this whole do as I say and not as I do because that's crap. Be kind so your children can be kind and so their children can be kind. And so five generations from now, we don't have to have conversations about why some people sit behind their keyboards and feel like it's their right to criticize and judge people that they don't know
0: so good so powerful so I have two more questions I am curious how you you're very open about a lot of things how do you balance that with also having privacy like how do you how do you have this this online life but also keep it in a place that feels healthy for you.
1: My online life is very separate from my quote unquote real life or however you want to put that. I always feel like it's weird to say real life. First of all, like I believe that if the internet disappeared tomorrow, I would be the same person. Um, my worth, my character, all of that stuff does not depend on whatever's happening on social media. And I also have a partner who's very, very private and doesn't do social media. And so we have those boundaries. And again, like set boundaries for yourself, set boundaries for your relationship, set boundaries with your social media. And so he has this boundary of like, he doesn't do social media, so he's not on it. And I share my child sometimes but like try to keep that private and I use a fake name I use a fake location like my name is not Joe I don't actually live in Asheville um all these things that keep it from being overwhelming and keep it from you know you never know with people on social media and like we want to say like I want to believe that everyone is good but Sadly, we all know that that's not the case all the time and people can do things that like we don't understand or that are dangerous or whatever. And so I try to hold that space of sharing myself, but also understanding the importance of protecting myself and my family and the people that I care about because there are instances that you hear of people like stalking people. Or doing these crazy things, so from like the get go, I even like my personal Facebook has a fake name, um, and I think that you know I don't geotag places that I'm at one there, just so that I do have that comfort and that space because sharing on social media it's not an open door to your life. You don't have to share everything and people can demand it, but that doesn't mean that you have to give it to them. It's still your space and it's still your guidelines and your boundaries. And like people have to respect that or they don't have to be there. Um, So I think that that's really important is just setting those boundaries and enforcing them and not letting people pressure. Like people ask me all the time, what's your real name? Or like, where do you really live or what do you do for a living and this, that, and the other. And like, I don't owe, like you don't owe people that you don't owe people anything beyond what you're comfortable sharing and people most often respect that and they understand that. And then there are people who push and push, and then you have to question like, what are the intentions behind this? Like, why do they need to know? And most often, like, they don't. They're just pushing because people like to know. And then they go on these weird blog sites and talk about you, which is
0: really disturbing.
1: (laughs) But, yeah, so set those boundaries. And at the end of the day, it's your space and share what you're comfortable with. And people will... People will live without knowing my real name. They will be just fine. They've lived for six years since I've been on Instagram without it, and everyone will be
0: okay. We We are fine, and then we die. So yeah,
1: (laughs) exactly. Like there's so, like in the big scheme of things, like motherhood has made me realize like how quickly time goes. Like my kid is seven. And I feel like I just had him. And, like, the other night, I was laying in bed with my partner. And, like, we always set aside time, like, 20 or 30 minutes. Like, it's my favorite part of the day where it's just the two of us. And we lay facing each other. And we just talk about, like, whatever comes up. Like, and it's always, like, really good things. I know. And it's, like, that connection because we both work so much that, like, we have hectic schedules. And, like, that is time we carve out every single day. And, like, we were talking about time the other day. And I'm, like, do you realize that, like, a lot of people don't live to see 70 and so like your life is half over like you know what I mean like and time just goes faster and faster and faster the older that you get and we're just thinking like what do we still want to do like prioritize these things because like you know making money is great and this that and the other but like so is living and doing things and being happy and like we're in the process of moving and like financially that's hard but I'm like yo we're still going (laughs) on vacation and like doing all these things because like we gotta live and like we gotta let our kid live and you know like life is just so incredibly short and it can be so incredibly beautiful if you let it like you just have to make that space and understand that like growth is so important it's like everything like just grow just be kind and grow and don't hold on to things that you know like a lot of times just forgive people that don't ask for forgiveness because maybe they don't know how or maybe they don't want to be forgiven but forgive for yourself and then let that go like I'm really good now about when someone wrongs me like I forgive them and then that's it. Like I don't do third and fourth chances and like when someone hurts me to a level that like it makes me second guess myself, then that's it and that relationship is done and that's okay and that's part of life and eventually you move on and like you make new friends and that relationship is replaced because that person was there for a reason and they served that purpose and you learn that lesson and then you spread your wings and you fly off into the distance and leave Behind a trail of majestic, <laughs> bird shit or whatever, I love however, they really-
0: going. <laughs> you, <mind laughs> like,
1: just, you know, like, life is just, it's way too short for people to be cruel and revengeful and.
0: True. Yeah. <sighs> so. Last question, this is a question I ask everyone because this is the Air and Earth podcast. We have a little question that goes with it. So it's lifting you up, keeping you grounded. Woo! Get it? Air and Earth? Haha, get it? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> clever. Okay, so I wanna know what's something currently that is lifting you up, so making you feel happy and light, and what's something that is making you feel grounded? Um,
1: perpetually, forever, always, keeping me grounded is my family, especially my partner. Like, one of my favorite things about my relationship now is, like, we are straight. Like, I will call you on your bullshit, and if you don't call me online, I'm going to know it, and I'm going to be pissed. Like, and we don't hold grudges. Like, things are talked about right then and there. And then you move on and that's it. And so that keeps me super grounded. Like call me out on my bullshit when I'm being cranky, when I'm being mean, when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Cause like I have these days where like, like this morning, if it wasn't for this, like I woke up this morning, put my kid on the bus and I was like, not today. And I took a four hour nap. Like, so I like need that keeping me accountable we're both really good about that. Like we both hold that space for each other. We always come from a place of kindness. And I think that that's really important. Is like you can be upset and you can have difficult conversations from a place of kindness and caring because when you're in a relationship, any kind of relationship, parent, child, friend, romantic, whatever, you're in that relationship because you care about that person. And so like don't let your emotions and the anger in the moment get the best of you um so family always keeping me grounded um something lifting me up lifting me up and tying me down is moving because I love the idea of like limited possibilities and I also like to always have the things that are making me nervous and worrying me and causing me to have anxiety I like to pull them up to being something that makes me excited and looking forward to the future and kind of balancing out that anxiety. Because, like, if I think about, like, all the bad what-ifs too much, then, like, down that rabbit hole we go. So I try to
0: let Yay. that be the thing
1: that, that makes me excited. That is
0: exciting. Moving is yeah. crazy and... But having a new space is so fun, you know? That's what's fun about it. Like, it's like an adventure almost. And I've never,
1: I've never really moved beyond, like, by myself, Like, I moved when I was young, because I grew up in Philadelphia. I moved here with my family. But other than that, I've always just, like, been the one that has moved. I moved to college. I moved back. I moved somewhere else. I moved here. Like, this and the other. So, this is the first time that, like, I'm moving into, like, a space that's, like, mine and, like, the people that I love. So, I've never, like, moved into a brand-new space of so the people that I love, and it been oh, like, our so space. Well, I'm
0: so happy for you, and I just yeah. want to take a second to just honor you and say how much I appreciate and how much I know so many other people appreciate what you do put out into the world. You not only share things that you're going through and things that you've been through that other people can relate to, but you, you give people perspective and clarity and a light at the end of the tunnel and inspire them that they too can love themselves even though it's hard sometimes and I just I know there's a lot of of fear that you've had to overcome to do all of that and I just I think you're absolutely incredible and powerful and strong and beautiful and smart <laughs> And I hope you say all those things to yourself every day, too. Like,
1: I think that that's so important is, like, we always sit here and, like, I love you and I think you're amazing. And I think that you're this, like, powerful, fierce, fearless woman who just goes out into the world and, like, takes what she wants. And that is freaking amazing. Like, every woman out there, like, go. (laughs) Go forth. Be whatever you want to be. Like, that's amazing. But then come back and be, like, look yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, you're a boss bitch. And like nobody can bring you down. Like all the things that you say to other people about they're intelligent and worthy and valuable. Like you say that to yourself every single day in the morning, at <laughs> night, when you're pooping, whatever. Like whatever you're doing. Like you know this. This is like a beautiful moment. I'm a yes, beautiful person. Yes, like yes, say those oh things god, you. to I yourself. I
0: love you so much. Oh my god. I don't even. I don't need to say anymore. <laughs> like you all get it. You get it. <laughs> done so like, done. <laughs> listening thank you for tuning in everything is linked below on how to find joe how to find her instagram how to connect with her and thank you so much for coming on hey and share if you love this episode share it up put it post it on your social media tag us we're so thankful for all this all of you listening and yeah thank you joe thank you